Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be li- listening to right here, youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, tape live the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Look at that recovery. I got thrown off here because one of our awesome chatters live here on the Twitch just dropped five gifted subs oh, in our you. channel thank, thank you, you thank so you. much thank you. to kestrel midnight and to ev and everybody here is gifting subs if you if you haven't stopped by the twitch to check out going in raw live man we have a whole half hour of banter before the podcast we do a little bit after the show you get to see if we've got technical issues sometimes we gotta like start over or remember where we were at when something goes wrong it's a comedy of errors truly it is, uh, I would say, duct tape. This is more like scotch tape oh, held like together. masking tape. This show of ours, uh, yeah. Uh, blue painter's tape. Yeah, oh, yo, that stuff rips like paper. Exactly. It's bare, It's like a It's like a hint of adhesive, and then the rest is just blue paper. I know. Um. So, uh, so, yeah, we go Monday through Friday at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, right here on the Twitch. Uh, we were originally thinking of doing a live stream of uh, uh, our reactions to impact this weekend. However, Larson, we're on a roll lately going to these local indie shows because Sacramento, look, man, I know we're not known for a whole lot. Uh, I think we're known for trees. like cake is cake is from here. Yeah. Not, trees. 
not the edible. No, no, the band cake. Yeah, and Tesla, the band cake, not the car, <laughs> but the band Tesla. <laughs> we have bands that are better known for other things that aren't the band. Yeah, but their also name, their like, names. The Sacramento is literally called the city of trees because we got a lot of trees here. I guess we're known for trees, trees. but I mean, you know. Um. So yeah, but but you know what? We got a we got a pretty cool indie pro wrestling scene here as well, man. Yep. Things are looking up this past weekend. You, me, and Mr. Dope went to Action Coast Wrestling, which is a terrific promotion that yep. runs out here. Yeah. And uh, it was wild fun. Uh, that was awesome. And then this weekend, we were just able to confirm with our significant others, mm-hmm. we got the old permission slip, to go out to uh, uh, Virgil Flynn 3 Productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, at uh, where, is, where is it? It's at 7-something Brewery. What Track is it again? 7 Brewery in, in Natomas. <laughs> Track Seven Brewery in Natomas, and that's going down on Saturday. And uh, our dude Cal Jack is going to be there. Are we allowed to say that publicly? I, I guess you just did, so because <laughs> he texted us like, "I'm going to be at this thing." So okay, cool. So uh, we're going to be there. Cal's going to be there. Let's see, Larson's. In, uh, okay, he says, "Cool, we'll be at the show." Larson just confirmed it to Cal Jack on text yeah. message. I'm spilling all the beans here, man. I know. Uh, so if you're in the NorCal area. Come check out Virgil Flynn. Now, you guys might remember ages ago, uh, we had our H title, the big H title match with Adam Mayhem, Leva Bates, and Name Redacted mm-hmm. uh, uh, at Virgil Flynn. And then, unfortunately, the promoter, Virgil, he uh, passed away. And uh, But they've kept his name going mm-hmm. with this promotion. They mm-hmm. do run shows from time to time. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to check out the latest one because our dude Cal's going to be there. And, uh, yeah, should be a lot of fun. So yeah. come out and hang out at the show. Yep. It's at a brewery, too. Yeah. So get a beer. Get a beer, get three, and then get hey, get loaded, and then drive home in an Uber. In a, I said right. in an Uber okay. or a well, Lyft. You had, thank you for adding that caveat because oh, at first man. you didn't. <laughs> a world of difference. Yes. Very anyway, much so. speaking about worlds of differences, <laughs> uh, what a world of difference Raw is from SmackDown late. It's a it's a largely really enjoyable show, uh, unlike yeah. SmackDown, which is a bit of a chore to sit through. Um, before we get to uh, what, all right, what we th- think about Raw, what happened, let's talk about a little bit of news. Now, imagine yeah. if uh, the WBB would be a world of difference if they didn't have a brand split. So, mm-hmm. now that Roman Reigns has both titles, he is the undisputed WB Universal Heavyweight Champion. I think that's the full uh, uh, name of the dual championships now. And the Usos and RK Bro are in the midst of a feud to unify the Raw and SmackDown tag team titles. There's been a lot of speculation about WWE maybe getting rid of the brand split. But in the uh, latest Wrestling Observer Daily Update, Dave Meltzer commented on that speculation, saying, quote, regarding rumors of brand mergers because of the singles uh, title merger and the tag title merger, right now they are not merging rosters. Of course, Vince could decide something different five minutes from now, but as of right now, nobody's heard anything discussed in that direction. Um, what do you think? Should they or should they not? My stance brand, generally has been split. when we've seen a unified brand across both shows is that they focus on more or less, more or less the same stories across both brands. And so both brands are dominated by the same 10, 15, maybe 20 talents. And that doesn't give as many people opportunities to be on TV as opposed to a brand split where each show will have their own dedicated stories. And so you know, in theory, you should get more people featured on TV. That's always been my argument against brand split. Now, if there's a way they could do it and not 
focus on the same stories across both brands, then it wouldn't be as huge of a deal. That's just how they did it in the past. So that's all I have to go off of. So my thought on that is you're, you're, you're pretty much right. You can't say WWE will not change the way they book things, the way they tell stories. They're not going to all of a sudden improve how they manage rosters. So what you're saying is absolutely correct. Now, what I would actually like to see, I think, is unify the titles across the board. Women's title, uh, uh, have Roman keep both those titles that he's got now. The tag titles, um, probably keep both mid-card titles, one for Raw and one for SmackDown. Keep those brand specific. And the 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 A champion, men and women, whatever, they can take on whoever the top challenger is regardless of the show. And maybe sometimes deciding those things, you can mix the brands a little bit. You can say, hey, we have no number one contender. We're going to do a cross-brand tournament to determine one. And that person will go on to the next pay-per-view and fight the champion. I think that what Raw proved to me last night is that when they're when WWE is is decent at their booking, you don't Roman wasn't even there last night. You don't need Roman there. You don't need the championships if you're just going to tell fun stories. Mm-hmm. You can do that across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm in favor. I think you're right. I think keeping the brands. I'm sorry, keeping two rosters, but everybody fighting. For the same prize, as long as you can keep your creative okay, which WWE seems to be able to do across one show these days. Yeah. Isn't it? It's it's nuts. We've been saying this literally for years. Ever since 2016. Yeah. Ever since 2016. And it has never changed. There's always one show that's pretty darn good. That's very watchable. And the other show is not so much. Is like, yeah, nothing's happening here. Raw, I thought Raw was a lot of fun last night. Yeah, Raw was, is start, was, like, on a week-to-week basis, Raw is starting to creep back up into my, like, one of my favorite shows to actually watch. It, it really is. Um, and uh, and it's largely because, you know, they got some good stuff with Cody. Seth is doing career work right now. Kevin Owens is great. Kevin Owens is great. This Ezekiel thing is hilarious. They found to squeeze some 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 pretty decent comedy out of the 24 seven. Yeah. The, the, the wedding segment last night was fun. When, when they stay away from redundancies then, and they advance things, go ahead. I know you're going to say edge of Damian priest. They did a 12 minute promo last night where they pretty much said nothing. It was all the same stuff. And that's a great example of redundancies because last week, what did they do? They did the exact same thing. And if you look at SmackDown, the show that isn't really all that great these days, what what are we talking about? The redundancies there with Sami Zayn getting another count out with Drew McIntyre. When they advance things, mm-hmm. then the show is generally pretty good. Yeah, if if, if their their philosophy to storytelling is just doing the same thing over and over, it makes for a dull and boring show. If they actually advance things, guess what? It could be relatively entertaining. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, one more news story before we get to Raw. Uh, this was broke by Fightful yesterday. Former WWE Cruiserweight Champ Kushida has apparently left the company. Fightful notes that it seems as if Kushida's deal expired, but they were unable to confirm if he was actually offered a new contract on the latest Wrestling Observer Radio. Uh, Meltzer added, quote, he is done, his contract expired. It was not a secret that he wasn't going to stay. I know in WWE the belief is that he starts with New Japan in June. That's what they believe, and it's probably the case. Of course, uh, Kushida, one of the most decorated junior heavyweights, uh, in New Japan history, he was the ace of the division when he mm-hmm. left. 
Um, So, you know, uh, it'd be cool to see him back there. Still a lot of great talent in New Japan's uh, junior heavyweight division. Um, And whether he goes right back to that, maybe they bring him back and and have him start mixing up with the heavyweights some, don't know. Um, But hopefully wherever he goes, whether it's New Japan or he stays somewhere stateside, he gets an opportunity to wrestle more often because that's something he didn't get a lot of in NXT. I know when he first came in, he got hurt shortly after uh, his debut, but they had that huge press conference thing when he signed. Obviously, Triple H and Regal saw him coming into NXT as a pretty massive deal, and it felt like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just it, it it seemed like they never really found a decent creative angle with him. He can always deliver in the ring. Whenever he had matches, they were great. Yeah. Um, you know, he he won the cruiserweight title. Uh, lost it to Roderick Strong, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then shortly after that, they unified the cruiserweight title with the North American title. And then uh, after losing the, the cruiserweight title, he was in the in jacket time with uh, Ikamanjiro, and they had some on occasion fun segments. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the, you think of Kushida? They're a, com- they're a comedy. You don't think of a yeah. comedy tag team when you think of Kushida, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I, I I know, dude. He came around NXT probably two years too late. Um, I mean, if you if you think if he was one of the if he if he was one of the pieces of the puzzle. In 2017 and 2018, I'm not sure if he ever would have stayed, went to main roster still. Um, a lot of those names obviously ended up just ended up in AEW anyways. So who knows if he would have ever actually gone and fulfilled, you know, what potential we see in him. It, it with with WWE, you just never know, you know, like the cruiserweights. Like for example, um, Ben Frazier is coming up to NXT. Nathan I think Frazier. this week, Nathan Frazier. Ben Carter, Nathan Frazier. Yeah. Sorry, I know, I know, I don't know. We've, he's been Nathan. Yeah, they Frazier might change his name to that. I don't know. I know. Um, so Nathan Frazier's coming up to NXT. I don't know where he fits in in the cruiserweight, you know, or because being that he is kind, of, I, I know, believe a cruiserweight because you know, they have they have Nathan Frazier and they just brought in a kid to NXT mm-hmm. 2.0 again. Exactly, and that's why I brought a kid up. It's like I don't know yeah. exactly how they fit. Neither are huge personalities or characters, which is kind of the thing in NXT 2.0. They're both fantastic wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But but seeing as they don't days, necessarily fit what a lot of what 2.0 is right now, I don't know what their role is going to be. Those those kind of dudes, it's sort of like AEW's domain, and even AEW is like loaded with those guys. So you got to look at somebody here in chat mentioned. I think it was Dark Tank Lucha said, um, "Hey, what about uh, Impact for Kushida?" I mean, look the 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 scene outside WWE is not what it was even when Kushida signed with WWE. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of options for him. Yeah. Go to New Japan, that's great. It'd be awesome if he did some stuff in Impact as well because Impact has a loaded roster of guys that would be perfect, and he's got history there. Um, with Alex with, Shelley, uh, yeah. With Alex yeah. Shelley, yeah. I mean, also, too, now you know we got these rumors of a New Japan AEW Super Show. Of course, New Japan's doing stuff with Impact as well. You know, he could, if he wanted to, go back to, to New Japan Still come over and have matches with have a program with Alex Shelley and or Chris Saban and Impact. I, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Brian Danielson wants to have a match against Kushida. I believe he's oh said absolutely that. yeah you know yeah. so we could still get that potentially yeah you know yeah. Uh, the the state of of wrestling as you mentioned outside WWE is 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 pretty solid right now. Mm-hmm. So I imagine he'll have no shortage of of offers on the table um, if he's if he's listening. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find 
people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. It's like you just, with WWE, and we can sort of start talking about Raw a little bit um, with this conversation. Look, man, it's just, you can either understand that WWE does a certain thing and there are certain people that just aren't fit there. One of those guys at this point who's been there since 2014 is Finn Balor. Finn Balor, you and I, you know, we both have always said uh, uh, if, if, if they roll with the character that he was in New Japan, which they tried to do a little bit in NXT, and that was probably prime Finn Balor oh, yeah. in WWE. I don't think it's probably about it. I think that was the best work he's done in the company, yeah. I agree, but... Like, given that main roster doesn't seem interested in doing that with him, which I don't understand, but they don't. Vince looks at this guy and says, oh, wow, you're a good-looking guy. You're a baby face. Or whatever the reason is. I don't know. You smile, you're a baby face. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Maybe it's just, hey, I know the people love you regardless. You're going to be over regardless. But at this point, I mean, he's been on main roster. What was it, 2016? That uh, yeah. The draft, 2016. Yeah. I mean, that's six years mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. And he's dropping that title to to Austin Theory, you know, who's obviously the you know Vince McMahon has high hopes for. Um, and I don't know if Finn Balor is going to have another act of prominence in WWE. He might win a title here or there, but that's usually going to be just because somebody else can't, or. They want to get somebody else over. Another guy that's probably going to end up there sooner than later is going to be Ricochet, oddly enough, even as young as Ricochet is. Like, you know, Ricochet's got this Intercontinental Championship, mm-hmm. but I get the feeling that this flawless thing ain't going to, this isn't like a meaningful, you know, reboot for the character. It's, hey, until we get somebody else who we're going to build up, then Ricochet's going to drop that title. But in the meantime, he's a great name to have that yeah. title on, yeah. but he ain't the future. I don't think Vince McMahon sees a guy like Ricochet or Finn Balor as like the future of main roster. And that's where Kushida sort of would have been, you know, mm-hmm. a guy who like, man, this guy has all the tools in the ring. But WWE just they don't do that necessarily, no, no. like especially on weekly TV. No. Yeah. I mean, they'll yeah. have good matches on weekly TV, but that's not the focus. The focus is 
is their brand of, of character building and, mm-hmm. and, and storytelling. That's what you got to have. Is. You got to have. I mean, you look at a guy who's perfect, who, by the way, if he was six, four would be a multiple time world champion. Now, Chad Gable, this dude has got all the charisma. He's got all the wrestling ability. He is everything, and that's why he's being featured mm-hmm. heavily because he found a thing. He found the catchphrase. He's wildly entertaining. He's wildly charismatic, and it's like Vince McMahon's going to roll with guys like that or huge jack dudes who might not have as much charisma, but they've got enough, and that's just WWE's thing. Vince wants those guys who really stand out on camera for their characters as opposed to, hey, you know, these guys can go in the ring Every single, you know, for 20 minute matches because they just they just don't do that. They don't do that on TV, I know. Well, you like know, the thing that's, if you that's how they if, made the money. If you look at the Prince Devitt stuff in New Japan, that is a huge character. Yeah, I know. It 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 does boggle my mind they never went with him as that character. It it does. That that's that's a curiosity to me. You know, it's like I, I, I can kind of understand if you look at what Ricochet did, and Ricochet and Finn are obviously different ages and everything. How old is Ricochet? He's probably in his early thirties, I would think. Early 30s, probably, right? And yeah. Finn is like late 30s, I think. Yeah. Um, and, you know, nothing Ricochet really does stands out as extra charismatic, you know, like yeah. to the level that WWE usually likes. If he had the, you know, the, the charisma of like a, I don't know, like a Chad Gable or something, he might be in a Chad Gable position right now, which is a pretty good spot to be in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is Finn 40? Oh, God damn. Is he 40 already? Yeah, he might be. He looks like 29. I know. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. He take he takes gotta, care of himself. I gotta start eating what that guy's eating. We gotta get Holy rid of carbs. Moly. You think he eats Twinkies by the box? <laughs> Ricochet's thirty three and Finn is forty years old. Oh my gosh. I'm only a couple years older than Finn. Mm-hmm. And I'm 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 more along the lines of what Seth Rollins referred to as uh, to, to Kevin Owens last night. <laughs> Get your fat ass back in the ring. <laughs> well, let's talk about let's dive into Raw then. Uh, as we've kind of uh, mentioned, a, a pretty entertaining show. For me, it was only one segment that brought the brought the whole proceedings down. That was the Edge Damian Priest stuff. <sighs> let's get this out of the way. Okay, yeah, let's go on the let's let's, let's, let's get this go out of the way first. first. Yeah, it's corny. It's really corny. Especially the, the attack on AJ in the locker room. Corny. I don't see a problem with that. Continue. Well, there's... Cor- see, here's the thing. There is there is, there is a, an approach to corny that I can get behind that's funny. Ah. That's For me, if it's intentionally corny and they're aware it's corny, fine. This is trying to not be corny, I feel like, and yet it is corny. Oh, yeah. And yeah. and that bothers me because then yeah. that's, 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 that's not proper execution. And you can have the best idea, but if it's not executed well... Well, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, Edge takes up twelve minutes. Edge and Damon Priest take about I don't know ten, twelve minutes of promo time, talking and talking and talking, trying to answer the question of why they did what they did last week, which they didn't really explain, other than uh, Edge made some reference to maybe having supernatural powers based on his time in the Brood in the Ministry of Darkness. And but so far that that their supernatural power just seems to be to confuse and confound the viewer. Um, yeah. I'm just not into it. Yeah, okay. there's nothing dynamic or interesting uh, in the execution or the presentation of this thus far. I feel like it's some, and I'm not suggesting that I want Edge to come back and do a greatest hits tour. I'm not saying he needs to be a nostalgia act. 
by any stretch of the imagination. If he wants to go and reinvent himself, more power to him. He's earned that right. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of doing a wish.com Undertaker deal mm-hmm. ain't cutting it for me personally, at least. Yeah, that's that's fair. I could I could see that. Um, I don't necessarily mind it. I don't even know why. I, I'm like, oh man, he, he you know he looks good in that suit. He looks good in that mood lighting. This is this is all right. Yeah, he goes on. He does talk way too long. I, I will I will grant you that. The locker room beatdown. I thought was hilarious. And I know I understand. I totally get. It. It's not supposed to be hilarious, but uh, still, it kind of made me laugh. And uh, I don't know. It was it was it was pretty quick and violent. And I like AJ in this role. So I don't know. That didn't really bother me all that much. But I get where you're coming from. I didn't. I'll, I'll put it this way, man. All I ask is you don't bore me. And I didn't think it was boring. You might have thought it was boring. Yeah, I didn't think it was. Boring. I thought it was pretty dull. <clears throat> yeah. Um. I didn't think it was all that know, boring. He, he, it's kind of. He can. He can. Sorry. He could fill up time, uh, you know, using a bunch of uh, uh, of fancy college words mm-hmm. and stuff. And like, okay, you're you're you got a good vocabulary. Hats off to yeah, you. Yeah, you're verbose. Good but, for you. But being verbose is not the same as saying something interesting. Yeah, right. And I don't yeah. really feel like he's saying anything terribly interesting. What essentially mm-hmm. he's saying is, it's standard heel stuff. I don't care about the fans. I'm the best, and I'm a. If you get my way, I'm gonna I'm gonna punish you. That's pretty standard heel stuff. You can yeah. doll it up in a bunch of fancy language, but at the end of the day, it's pretty standard heel stuff. Yeah. The, the only thing that's going to bother me about it is, is Damian Priest taking a lot of losses on behalf of Edge. That's going to be, he's going to be the guy who's just sort of chumped out a lot, yeah. to, you know, in, be, be, instead of Edge. Um, and that's, that's the trope that I just bugs the crap out of me, but I don't know. I look at edge and he's invested. So I'm like willing to go along with it. Let's, uh, let's part on this and talk about stuff that we can both get behind. I thought there was a lot of story movement last night, man. I liked that the Cody Seth thing, you know, they came up with a device where Seth could then turn, you know, uh, the tables on Cody, his whole thing. Cody surprised him at WrestleMania and now I'll be prepared for you. And you think it's so easy. Let's turn the tables on you. I'm going to pick an opponent of my choosing, and you can be in the main event tonight, and we'll see how you like that. And the match played out where Kevin Owens do seemingly had a counter for everything Cody threw his way early on. Yeah. Like it seemed yeah. to confirm what Seth was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least early yeah. and on. Cody, you know? And Cody wasn't able to beat him legitimately. He got the count out loss because uh, Seth wasn't happy with Kevin's performance. Uh, and 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 said, get your fat ass back in the ring. And Kevin said, "What? So you can fight You'd your own. Screw you! Fight. This yeah. is your match." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. We had uh, the split. We saw this coming a mile away, oh, but yeah. still, it was good to see it. Rhea Ripley finally uh, got rid of that baggage. Liv Morgan, you know, carrying that weight. And uh, she dumped her with the. Did she hit her with the riptide in the yeah. in the in the end? Yeah, yeah she, she hit did. her with the yeah, riptide. She, she had some oomph behind that that riptide too. Mm-hmm. She did, yeah. Um, so I thought that was cool. I thought I Rhea's mean, performance was good with kind of uh, 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 relishing the moment, yet being kind of conflicted about it. Yeah, there's a lot well, going on there, and I thought she delivered uh, in terms of the uh, the performance of it. And I like that it's familiar ground. She's the person turning on her partner now because she got turned on mm-hmm. last time she had a partner. And then she very quickly went on the rebound, found Liv Morgan. And she's like, ah, this just doesn't work. Uh, so we'll get Rhea versus Liv. I expect Rhea to come out on top oh, yeah. of that one. They should because she's going to be next for Bianca yep. Belair once yep. the Sony Deville stuff. Is exactly. The, the 24-7 double commitment ceremony. My expectations were not high, but it was endlessly charming. 
Uh, I thought everybody involved in this was was funny. They were into it. Yeah, right. Uh, having Sasha and Naomi be Tamina's bridesmaid were was was a a, 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 a great touch given their history yeah, as Team Bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, everybody was invested. Mm-hmm. Even Sasha, like tearing up when they were doing the vows, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Tamina was super charming throughout this thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was yeah. it was actually a lot of fun. Of course, it breaks down, so we had a bunch of twenty four seven pinfall. You know, and all comes back to Dana getting it back. Um, a really really fun segment. Yeah, man. Like you said, everybody was into it. It was well written and it was well executed, and that's you know that that's all you can ask for. Really, it didn't languish too long. No. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Um, we had, uh, we also had, oh, and then, yeah, we can talk about this. We had, uh, like we mentioned before, Austin Theory picking up that U.S. title off of Finn Balor. Finn Balor always kind of felt a bit on the transitional side oh, anyways. Yeah. He's a reliable guy. Um, I think you and I both think he can be a guy who excels and isn't just seen as reliable. Yeah, he's. I think he's just seen as a good hand now. I think so. Yeah, I think if 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 he were to go to AEW, if he didn't get lost in a feud with like you know Fuego or something, I think he could do really good work. You never know now at this point with AEW. It's like you can either you can be Alistair Black and put together a really killer faction and then end up doing what he's doing now, uh, or you know you can end up doing some really cool stuff like I don't know somebody else is doing something cool there. I was gonna say Keith Lee and Swerve, but I think they got matches on Elevation these days. So. Um, yeah, AEW, they need to they need to figure out how to better utilize their roster. Anyways, that's another discussion to have at some point. Uh and then we had the, you know, finally, the real truth exposed mm-hmm. about Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. Who wants to hear Zeke speak? <laughs> I was laughing throughout this thing because talk about invested. You had Kevin Owens. Uh, huge Chad Gable mm-hmm. conducting the test, and you had Ezekiel. I was laughing throughout this entire thing. Ezekiel is so damn good. I didn't, I told you this in the pre show, man. I did not think that there was a way they could unbury Elias for me. Yeah. As a character going this far, hold on, 180. This isn't yeah. Elias. This is Elias's younger brother, Ezekiel. I apologize. Easy mistake to make. Um, I thought this was absolutely wonderful. I was laughing throughout it, and it was uh, pretty yeah, fun. it was pretty. And fun. and and here's the thing: Lacey was next to me while I was watching this. I didn't feel embarrassed mm-hmm. at all. I was cracking up. 
I was cracking up and I was hoping that she'd be like, Hey, what is this? Why, why is this idiot laughing and all this stuff, you know, and, and pay attention. But no, she has, she's like watching her show on her phone or something. Oh, I, was I, was gonna, I, I was wondering if she was like asking you to stop laughing or something. Cause she does that from time to time. Yeah. Okay. I can be okay. quite obnoxious. Nah, you're not right obnoxious at all, Steve. Let's dive right into it. Don't pander to me. Uh, let's start off with a Seth Rollins promo. He says, hey, it's a party out here tonight. Nobody wants to party alone. I'm going to invite Cody out of here to have a chit-chat with the champ. And uh, Cody comes to the ring. We get that awesome intro with him, man. It's great. Yeah, no, he basically tells Trendling in my soul. Look, everybody, it's Cody Rhodes teleporting to the stage tonight. So he comes to the ring. Seth's like, yeah, crowd, keep doing those Cody chants. And he says, how does it feel to be on top of the world, Cody? And Cody says, you know, this all feels so familiar. Familiar as in the two of us in this ring, in this city. He says, for those of you who don't know the story, I'd say Buffalo is Rhodes country. Uh, So that was when Cody and uh, Dustin beat the Shield for the the tag tag team. Right titles and were able to like keep their jobs or something like that yeah uh which was it was like in 2013 so that was a a great little shout out there from cody and he said uh he says but familiarity and admiration are certainly strangers i don't really get that line but okay i don't get half of what he says but he sounds great doing it uh he says but you invited me out here so please what do you want to talk about and seth says you know there's been a lot on my mind since mania um and while buffalo may be Rhodes country this is about respect I came out to tell Cody how much I respect you. And Cody sort of preens for the crowd. And Seth gets mad about that because they're still chanting Cody. And he goes and does this. And Cody says. What's great is he taps Seth on the shoulder and then goes and does it. He says, he says, wait a second. Hold that thought. Because Seth's mid-sentence says, hold that thought. And he does this. And Seth gets pissed. says, don't do that again. And so Cody's like. And he looks like he's actually had a talking to. And then as soon as Seth starts talking again, hold on, <laughs> he does it again. Seth kind of laughs that one off. And uh, and he says, you know, I was going to tell you how much respect I have for your family name, your brother, your dad. So I was going to tell you how much I respect I had for you. You went away. You worked hard. You came back to the American nightmare. He says, but instead, I want to remind you that all that hard work you put in is nothing because I made you a star in one night at WrestleMania and says Cody and Cody says, why not? We just dispense with the pleasantries and get to the point. So says the point is at media. You had an unfair advantage. You came in as Vince's surprise opponent and I didn't have the proper time to prepare. And that's why I lost. And that's a tough pill for me to swallow. He says, but some of the fans and maybe even you now think you're better than me. And that's something I can't live with. The fact is I'm better than you in every way. You are not the future of this industry. He says, I talk the talk better than you. I walk the walk better than you. I drip the drop better than you. And more importantly, you came back to fulfill your family legacy and win the WWE title, an admirable goal. But I've been to the top. I've been champ. And that makes me better than you. And Cody says, yeah, you've been to the mountaintop four times and me zero. He says, but that whole tantrum doesn't change what happened at Mania during my time away. I had a management position and I learned about something called mediation. We can argue back and forth about who's better, but why don't we involve a neutral party, a third party? Let's just ask the good folks at Buffalo. And he pulls the crowd another one for Cody. Yeah. And uh, Seth tells him, shut up. 
You guys think it's so easy. They think someone can just walk out and beat their opponent. Well, I've got an idea. How about we put the shoe on the other foot? What about Cody faces a prize opponent of my choosing in the main event tonight? And Cody says, you already know the answer. The fans know the answer. I didn't come back to WWE to run from challenges. So absolutely, yes. Yes. Our first match of the evening for the women's tag titles, Naomi and Sasha Banks taking on Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. Uh, this kind of played out how we thought it would in that uh, when Liv was in there, she was getting isolated. Rhea would come in and kind of uh, even things. Uh, so there's this, bet, this great bit outside where, where Liv is just getting completely isolated by Sasha and Naomi. Uh, they send Liv out of the ring. Uh, Sasha's looking for a crossbody off the apron onto Rhea. Rhea catches her and hits her with a riptide on the barricade. That's like that sucked. Mm-hmm. And then Liv sends Naomi into the ring post. Raw rolls on. Uh, Rhea's about to hit a, a, a riptide on Naomi. And Liv's trying to hold back Sasha from, from breaking that up. So Rhea hits it, covers Naomi, and Sasha hits a backstabber on Liv so she can break up the pin. Uh, Liv is sent out of the ring. Uh, Naomi and Sasha hit a bunch of moves, and it culminates in Sasha getting the, the cover and the win on Rhea Ripley. Liv gets back in the ring, and Rhea asks her, where were you? And then she tries to leave, and Liv grabs her by the hand to bring her back uh, towards her, and Rhea tells Liv that, you failed, I needed you. I was always there when you needed me. And so Liv tries to walk out. Rhea attacks her from behind and drops her with a really stiff riptide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And from yeah. I said, from a performance aspect, I thought Rhea hit it out of the park here. No, I thought I thought she did terrific, and this is going to be this should be a good, uh, a fun match. Both these are terrific workers. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we had a Sonya Deville promo. She says, "As of late, I've heard chatter throughout WWE that I'm misusing my power by making myself Bianca's first challenger." She says, "But first and foremost, I'm a competitor. I was forced into managerial position until I could find my way back into being a superstar." And when I saw an opportunity, I took it. When Bianca won the Raw Women's title at Mania, I knew that's who I wanted to be in the ring with because Bianca's not only the EST of WWE, she's the best in WWE. That's who I win the title. That's who I want to win the title off of. So the fans might scrutinize me, but the bottom line is that Bianca wanted a challenger and I gave her one. It's nothing personal. It's just business. So if anybody has an issue with that, sure enough, Bianca then comes to the ring. So when he tells Bianca, she says, right now, I'm a WWE official, so if you lay a finger on me, you're going to be subject to repercussions. Yeah. Bianca takes the mic. says, I'm ready to put my hands on you once you're not acting like a WWE official, so how about we have our title match tonight? So when he says, I didn't wait three years to have my opportunity happen here in Buffalo. She, God, she called it something. It was a nasty. Oh, uh, uh, it's like a suburb of New York City or something like that. Yeah, it was like a dumpster suburb of New York City, something yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, she says the match is going to happen someplace where Bianca real, will really hate losing. She says next week in your hometown of Knoxville, it'll be perfect because after you lose, uh, you'll have your friends and family there to console you. And Bianca then lifts Sonya up for a KOD. Sonya still has the mic. She's like, whoa, no, 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 no. I'm going to make sure you're fine, suspended and stripped of your title if you hit this on me. Bianca just sort of throws her down and leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we had Veer Mahan versus Jeff Brooks. Uh, no shocker here. Veer Mahan gets the win, uh, then puts the cervical clutch back on Jeff Brooks after he wins, and then people come and break it up, and then he does it again. Eventually, they shoves him aside and leave. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Poor Jeff Brooks. I know, but this is great. So we go backstage, and Adam Pierce is on the phone. Sonia DeVille walks up to him, says, What are you going to do about what? Uh, did you see what Bianca did to me? And, and he says, Yeah. And he says, well, What are you going to do about it? There's better be severe repercussions. And Pierce says, It's being handled. But you better worry about your own repercussions. The higher-ups are looking into your own misconduct. There's an official investigation. Mm. And Sonia says, since the beginning, I've done everything by the book, and you're worried about my conduct while the women's champ put her hands on me, an official? Pierce again says, it's been handled. I already find her. And then Sonia says, oh, it better be thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. It better be the big est fine. (laughs) And then Bianca steps in. And Sonia's like, no, this is two officials talking. You better see your way out. And Bianca says, I'm just here to pay my fine. And she produces a single $1 bill. (laughs) I legitimately laughed out loud at that one, man. Hand it to Pierce. And, of course, Sonia's upset. And he says, Pierce says, I find her. I did it by the book. And so we go back to the arena, and as Kevin Owens is making his way for the KO show for the lie detector segment, medical staff is wheeling Jeff Brooks out on a stretcher. It's those little details. Yeah. It's those little details that you and I have talked about before that makes, and, and raw does feel like one cohesive show Mm -hmm. that has everybody involved and everything in some little way. Um, like it's, it's like, how do you used to describe it? A living, breathing organism. I think you used to say, Yeah. yeah, Because that was that was often something that we would compliment AEW on, and we still do because it, it feels like it all sort of interweaves. Exactly. Um, and when it's when it feels when everything just feels in a vacuum, every segment's in a vacuum. It just feels like you're just getting a bunch of stuff thrown at you. It doesn't feel like one cohesive show. Um, so little things like that sort of go. Along oh yeah, definitely so, ties things together for sure. Yeah. So after that, we had the lie detector test segment on the KO show. Of course, Chad Cable, Chad, Chad Gable's going to be conducting the polygraph test he has some little reader glasses on and uh he says uh, you know before kevin owens says before we get started he says i despise liars but we have a quote-unquote new superstar fraudulently calling himself ezekiel but that man is elias so tonight i decided to expose him for the fraud that he is and prove to the wwe universe that I'm the only one sane enough to figure it out by giving him a lie detector test. And I've got the smartest man in WWE to conduct the test and then to challenge him to a match after the test, Chad Gable. So Chad thanks Kevin Owens. Thank you for having him back. He says, tonight, uh, in line with the scientific method, he'll remain objective. And he says, trust me, I'll uncover the truth and find out if Ezekiel is who he says he is. And if he lies, I'm going to beat the truth out of him in a match. (laughs) And Kevin Owens welcomes Elias, and uh, uh, Ezekiel comes to the ring. Yeah. Uh, Ezekiel says, oh, you got it all wrong. I'm not Elias. I'm Ezekiel. And Kevin Owens says, just admit it. Admit you're Elias. And Ezekiel says, you really want me to take this lie detector test before, but before I want to ask the crowd a question. Who (laughs) wants to hear Zeke speak? (laughs) And Kevin Owens gets frustrated, just tells Chad Gable, administer the test. So Gable starts with some control questions. He says, first question, 
Answer, truthfully, is the sky blue? So Ezekiel says, yes, baseline reading is fine. So the, next he tells Ezekiel, don't t- answer this uh, question correctly. Right, we need a baseline him, for a lie. Yeah, essentially lie. So he asks, is today Monday? Um, and uh, Ezekiel says, no. And so he gets the baseline reading for a lie. And, and Kevin Owens explodes on that one. It's like, see, look, he's lying. He's lying. He's like, he's lying. Kevin, I needed him to do that. I told him baseline. to do it, yes. And so his <laughs> next question, Chad Gable's next question is, is Gable Stevenson a spoiled brat who messed with the wrong guy? And he's and Kevin Owens is like, hey, you got to focus. I'm paying you $150 Canadian to do this. <laughs> and Gable says, you're right. That's a good sum of money. And then he asks Ezekiel if his real name is Ezekiel. And, and, and he really milks this. And by the way, the stupid, like, uh, the lie detector readout is also being projected up on, on the, the Tron. Tron. Yeah. Yeah. We can, if you pay attention, you can see where the loop restarts. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so he hesitates and just says, yes. And Gable says, well, he's telling the truth. And so he asks, uh, Gable asks if Elias is older brother. Again, Ezekiel says, yes. And Gable says, it's true. And Kevin Owens tells uh, Gable, hey, ask him better. And then he, he asks ask him better. And then he asks uh, Ezekiel, is your real name Elias? And Ezekiel says no. And Gable says, well, he's not lying. And Kevin Owens asks Ezekiel, uh, says, is, is he paying you more than I'm paying you? And, and Gable says, no, I'm a man of academic integrity. All signs point to the, f- to the fact uh, that he's Ezekiel. And Kevin Owens says, I've had enough. Ke- Gable, you're embarrassing yourself. I'm not paying you. Uh, he says, Ezekiel, you're sick. And so Ezekiel uh, stands up says he's tired of being called a liar by Kevin Owens, the biggest liar in WWE. He says this is a big night for him. He gets to have his first match in WWE right now. And Kevin Owens says, I know you're lying. I don't care if you're having your first match in Canada's landfill, Buffalo. <laughs> says the, only <laughs> yeah. thing, the only thing he cares about is the truth. And right now, you're going to admit that you're Elias or else. And then Ezekiel says, or else what? And Kevin Owens leaves the ring. Chad Gable hits Ezekiel from behind with a double axe handle, and we get that match next. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of course, this match happens, uh, but Otis ends up interfering, lays out Ezekiel from behind at one point uh, when he had la- locked on uh, a half crab on Gable. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Ezekiel wins by DQ. So I'm sure we're going to get that match probably next week. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, after that, we had RK Bro versus the Street Profits. Street Profits showing a little bit more uh, heel tendencies yeah, here. I, I like it. it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot, man. I know. I, I, I feel the same way. These guys should not be just baby faces with not a lot of personality. I like when. I like when it's just sort of a matter of you know getting some ambition, and if that makes you heel, fine. So you know this match was going on, and uh, at one point. The Usos music hits and uh, Montez starts like waving them down. Well, they don't show up. Randy and Riddle, of course, are distracted by that. That allowed Ford to drop kick Randy off the apron. And then the Prophets hit Riddle with that doomsday blockbuster to get the win. Prophets go up to the stage. They grab some mics and Ford wonders, says, hmm, who would cue the Usos music at such an unfortunate time? He says, let that be a lesson to everybody. The Usos aren't the only tag team RK bro should be worried about. Street Profits, they're up and they want some smoke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good stuff. It was good stuff. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had the Edge Damian Priest promo. I'm not going to go uh, line by line here. Pretty much. No need to. Priest is like, hey, you're all asking yourself what, why we did what we did last Monday. 
and then he says uh, they're dedicated to making AJ's life miserable. Um, and then said, apparently you need to be reminded who we are. And then Edge talked forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. Yeah. So, pretty yeah. much saying, hey, what you saw last week is mind games. This side of me has been there, uh, but laying dormant. Seeds were planted over 20 years ago when I was in the brew in the Ministry of Darkness. Um, but but how, you, how soon we all forget. Um, again, he just says, I'm done listening to the fans. I'm done caring about the fans. Uh, it's time for me to live up to my destiny. You know, it's like he'll have these promos that seem kind of high concept, but then mm-hmm. he'll talk crap about local sports teams, and that kind of feels like, yeah, yeah, like, I, I feel you on that one. If he, it's it's that, and then you know when he calls people losers, losers. and I, yeah. I think they called them. He said like they're Cro Magnon yeah. heads or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You're right. It 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 is. It's 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 counter to what he's trying to do. I think like it. it seems like he's yeah. he's. You know, he talks about his mountain of omnipotence. You know, mm-hmm. like he's 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 basically on the verge of being a deity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, as, and if he if that's the case, why would he concern himself with such trivial matters as, as sports teams? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If he's in this yeah. to show that he's the best competitor, he's basically a wrestling deity. Mm-hmm. Then talking insulting a, a city because of their sports team seems so beneath him. Yeah. Anyways, talk about passing judgment. Anyone who stands in their way. Right now, the only person that has the guts to stand in front of them is AJ Styles. Apparently, at Mania, they didn't get their point across, so he challenges him to a match at Backlash and says, it's going to be your judgment day, AJ. We go to a uh, the locker room. AJ's being interviewed. He accepts Edge's challenge, um, and then as he's about to continue the interview, the lights start to flicker, so he tells Sarah, hey, get out. And they come down. Uh, blue lights fill the room. And Edge and Damian Priest are there. They beat him up. Shove his arm in like a like a, a, a like it's a, a drawer. Yeah, it's a drawer of a, of a locker, and just smash it a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty cho- it's pretty corny, pretty cheesy. Yeah. Uh, after that, Austin Theory versus Finn Balor for the United States Championship. Uh, this match featured Austin Theory sort of just working over Finn's neck. Uh, he hit like a. Um, like a, a, a neck breaker off the apron mm-hmm. to sort of put the final nail in that particular coffin. Because then once, once later on Finn Balor goes for like a coup de gras and then misses it, he starts grabbing his neck. I guess the shock waves from that's the like feet. me when I'm out playing basketball, I go for a rebound and, 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 and I land and ah, pain. Did it hurt your neck? I, I can see why that's, that's possible. Yeah. Okay. All right. I have a All bad right. neck. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Necks can mess with you. So, anyways, uh, theory ends up getting the uh, a town down. That's yeah. what it's called. Yeah, it's his finisher. finisher. Yeah. So uh, he ends up getting the win there, and then the heel locker room. Although it's sort of a very selective heel locker room, the biggest names are Gable and Otis. Mm-hmm. And then you got Apollo and Aziz, and you've got uh, Jack. Jack is out there. Uh, so they give him the Lex Luger treatment. They raise him up on his shoulders. And then no chance. That's what she got. Vince comes down, and he's like, rrr, rrr. and uh, Theory's like, "Okay, put me down, guys." So Vince is like, "Come out up here." And then uh, Theory goes up there, takes a selfie with Vince, and Vince raises, his, holds his hand high, and "You're a champion." I heard him say, "Yeah." So yeah, yeah. yeah. so that was that was cool. I don't know. It's a good moment for Theory. Um, yeah, it's 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 a good moment for theories. A young guy, he's got the U.S. Championship now. Hopefully, they put him in some stories where you can really feature what he can do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Uh, then we get a Seth Rollins interview with Kevin Patrick, and then Kevin Patrick asks uh, if he's chosen, if Seth has chosen Cody's opponent. Seth says, I have. Um, and then Kevin Patrick asks, well, he gives any hint who it is. And he's like, no, I'm not going to tell you who it is. That would that would defeat the whole point of it. He says, I need Cody to feel the same way I did at Mania. Otherwise, the test doesn't work. And then he gets a call and goes, oh, here's Cody's opponent right now when he steps off frame. Yep. Uh, then we had the 24-7 wedding, of course, officiated by R-Truth, the marriage guy, or the marrying guy. Uh, Truth comes out and he says, uh, uh, he says, okay, everybody, listen, we've got an R-Truth in place. The 24-7 title is off limits during the ceremony. He introduces Dana Brooks and Tamina. They both come to the ring. Sasha and Naomi are Tamina's bridesmaids, which, like you said, was a nice touch. It was and, great. You know, they're all trying to manage the, the what do you call it, the tail of her dress. Well, it was great the, because when Tamina first comes out, she's like walking with a bit ahead of steam. She's walking pretty fast. Yeah. And then and yeah. then uh, Sasha and Naomi are trying to straighten out her tail, and she kind of yeah. breaks on a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, they end up going up there. Truth starts the ceremony. Says Dana Brooks, you start. Says Truth, my name is Dana Brooke. Says, Oh, that's my bad. My bad. And uh, so Dana does her vows first. They're very nice. They're very lovely and elegant. Mm -hmm. Reggie's next again. Very lovely. Very elegant. Tamina's up next. She says, What she said. And then uh, Tazawa looks over and says, Same. And then Truth asks if there are any objections. Of course, this is a wrestling wedding. Of course, there are going to be some. Mm -hmm. Well, Tamina objects. She wants Reggie instead, so she swaps physically Reggie and Tazawa, and they're both confused. And uh, and then and then she's like, mm, "No, I don't want this." And then she swaps Tazawa over to Reggie, and she goes with Dana. Dana seems into it; <laughs> they're about to hold hands. And then finally, Tamina's like, "Okay, all right." And then she goes back over to Akira, and Reggie goes back over to Dana. It was a cute little moment. The yeah. crowd was into it. Uh, Truth proclaims them committed. Because this is a commit a commitment ceremony. Yeah, he says. But first, uh, he says, "Time for the rings." Um, and so they do the ring thing. He says, "Time for the smooching." And then Reggie plants a kiss on Dana. Well, I think first Tamina and, and Akira do. Yeah, and and it's a nice little kiss. And Tamina looks like she wants to laugh the entire time. I know. I know. And uh, and then Reggie plants a big one on Dana. And like she ends up, you know, they end up doing the thing where they go all the way to the ground. Yeah. And then a ref just jumps in. Reggie rolls her up. One, two, three. He's the new champ. Uh, Tamina goes and rolls him up, pins him. She's the new champ. Tazawa goes under, that was <laughs> goes great. Co comically under her dress that was great. to roll her up. He's the new champ. And then Dana goes up to like the second rope, splashes Akira off that. To get the twenty four seven title back, she hops onto our truth and they run up the ring. It was great. It was really great. It was really funny. Stuff, it was man. a lot of fun. Uh, after that, we had a Bobby Lashley interview. But before we hear from Lashley, uh, Sarah throws to a video message from MVP. Uh, he talks about uh, uh, that Lashley. Uh, you just made a big mistake as Amos walks into the frame. Um, says uh, you're, you're trying to hog all the spotlight and glory for yourself riding into Mania solo without me. But that's the past. Um, I've moved on to stronger things, meaner things. I've moved on to Amos. He's superior to you in every way, and now he's sitting under my learning tree, and I'm teaching him all the things that I taught you to become WWE champion. I made you, Lashley. Now what can I do with Amos? He says Amos wants to challenge you to display a strength so he can humiliate you all over again. 
We're thinking an arm wrestling match. And then Amos says the almighty era is coming to an end. We come back to Lashley. He says MVP thinks he's safe hiding behind Amos and talking trash. He says, if I want to get to MVP, I have to get through Amos first. And I guarantee I'll do that. He says, but maybe MVP is right. Amos is big. He's strong. scary. But you know what? So am I. Is Amos stronger than me? We'll find out next week. We have our arm wrestling match. And I'm going to show MVP and Amos while they still call me the Almighty. Good old-fashioned arm wrestling match. Yeah. Uh, and then we had Cody Rhodes versus mystery opponent. Seth Rollins comes to the stage, says it's time for the main event. It's time to show the world that Cody's not as good as he thinks he is. So let's not wait anymore. Here's the surprise opponent. Yeah. And like you said, early on, Kevin Owens had an answer for everything Cody had because he had the opportunity to scout him and Cody couldn't scout Kevin Owens. Yep. Yep. Um, After like the second commercial break, especially Cody starts countering some of Owens stuff. He counters a pop-up powerbomb to Arana. They trade super kicks. Cody drops Kevin Owens with the clothesline. Uh, But then Cody runs into a pop-up powerbomb. That gets Kevin Owens a two. So Kevin Owens goes up top. Cody punches him. He looks for a superplex. Uh, That leads to Kevin Owens hitting one of those uh, super perfect plexes he does, which are great. Uh, He covers. Cody gets his foot in the bottom rope. Cody rolls to the apron, and so Kevin Owens follows. He's looking for a powerbomb on the apron. Instead, Cody counters with a backdrop. Owens tumbles to the floor. Uh, Earlier, Seth had come out ringside again, so he introduced Kevin Owens, went backstage, he came back out. And so he goes over to Kevin Owens. At first, he's cheering him on and being, he's like, hey, come on, you got this. Get back in there. He's told the ref to stop counting. Um, and And then he says, get your fat ass up and get in the ring. Get in the ring. And then Kevin Owens finally gets up and says, this is your stupid match. You deal with it. He walks out. Cody wins by count out. Um, and then Cody goes to pose on, the, on the, the corner. And then Seth just pushes him off to the floor. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, couple new patrons here over at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Alex Washington, Jay Modzilla, Jimmy Cologne, and Marin856. Thank you very much. For your support, they'll all get to enjoy the Kip Up Weekly Newsletter every week, every Friday. You get all the week in wrestling, matches result, match results, news items, our take on that stuff, everything going on with us with the Friendo Club news stuff. And then, of course, you get all the bonus content as well uh, on uh, Tuesdays. Today, we've got Overrun, our bonus podcast. Today, we're going to fantasy book the AEW, the rumored AEW New Japan Super Show uh, so that should be fun, man. I'm thinking, I'm just going to throw this one out here. Oh, seems even this is a quick spoiler for is one of my picks house of black versus house of torture. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. They're kind of on the same level these days. I feel like they're on the same level. Well, I mean, I, I feel like house of torture has some belts though. So it's true. They're so actually, they're, they're actually on a higher level than house. Of black. They're on a much higher level. Yeah. That's they true. got Dick Togo too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You want to answer yeah. a couple questions? Yeah, I got a, another thing you do if you can't make the show live. You're on the Patreon. Uh, our question thread goes up for the patrons. So you can ask your question here on the show. We'll have it read, assuming that it's not something we've already talked about, which is always a possibility. Uh, we'll start with this one, talking about Roman versus The Rock. Mm-hmm. Alex Foster wants to know, does that feud need the title? Yeah. I mean, that's Roman's whole thing. It's 100%, yes. Yeah, yeah. 1,000% needs the title. Roman needs His the in- title. His entire motivation is it's it's basically Hogan. 
I, I do more for the company as champion and therefore it does more for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, a thousand percent needs the title. Uh, Soak and Rose, who do you think are the current four pillars of WWE? Interesting. I'm going to go with Austin Theory. All right. Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who one of the uh, a female competitor who's younger. I mean, I would say Cora Jade, oh. but I th- well, what you consider? What's what's the cutoff for? Is it young talent that are the four pillars? I would say like the future of the company. Yeah, I know she's the present, but she's going to be for sure the future, and that's Bianca Belair. Okay, no, that's, yeah, I think she's sort of like, she'll be main eventing WrestleMania in five years still. Yeah, yeah she'll yeah. be she'll be at that Becky level in five years. I think that's a good, yeah, that's a good pillar right there. Um, I mean, I don't even seen anything from him in the ring, but the way they're, they're approaching him already, kind of have to consider Gable Stevenson. That's a possibility. Yeah, I see him as more their Anthony Agogo. <laughs> Again, we haven't seen what he could do in the ring. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, let's see here. I mean, personally, I'd I'd I'd, uh, I'd put Carmelo Hayes. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, Ezekiel. There you go. He's the younger brother of Elias. He is the younger brother of Elias. Uh, organ uh, grinder says, if you were a pro wrestler, what item would you give a young fan at ringside before your matches? For example, Cody's weightlifting belt, Brett sunglasses. I would hand out. Fun wrestling shirts. Oh, that's good. I like that. That's good. Um, I'd hand out one of these little sticky hands. <laughs> Bama left this here. I've been playing with it through the show. <laughs> bit of business. A little bit of business right here. Look at that guy. Uh, let's see here. Uh, David Matushek, if Ezekiel were to reveal himself as Elias later down the line, what would be his explanation for manipulating the lie detector test? Oh, you can get you can get around those with uh, certain drugs. I think mm-hmm. you could take some some sort of I don't know what they are some sort of downers. I suspect Something to regulate to your, your heart your heart rate low. I'd think yeah something like that. Yeah, uh, King CDM. I've seen a lot of go away heat for theory within the IWC, mostly claiming he's being shoved down our throat. How much of it do you think is legitimate? Him being shoved down our throat, or do you think it's more because he's beaten Finn a fair bit? I can understand if if I hadn't experienced theory in the way, I probably wouldn't be as on board with it now. Um, I cert- he had go away with heat with me in the beginning, like when he when they were doing the empty arena stuff and he was with Andrade's group. Yeah, I was like, I don't care about this guy a lick. Um, they do need to flesh him out a little bit and 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 have him run through some stuff for me to really be on board. But I, I like Austin theory, but I kind of get it. I kind of get the sentiment out there. I, mm-hmm. I can see why people would, would not be into him. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that too. You know, I mean, is he being shoved down our throat? Yeah, I guess, but I don't know. It's for me, that's not really the thing. I mean, if somebody's being shoved down your throat, that clearly isn't working like Roman was, that was the resentment towards Roman. It was like, he's not, it's not working. You're not doing anything interesting with him creatively. I feel like the McMahon stuff, it, look, it wasn't all great. Some of it wasn't even close to good, but I, 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 I'm okay with it. 
Uh, Ross Cody, Larson has made it clear he doesn't like the Edge Factions gimmick. Give them a new gimmick. Oh, okay. So you got the book starting next week. Oh, wow. Starting next um, week. Prove yourself, man. Put was, your money where you What was that is. movie with uh, Brendan Fraser? And was it Adam Sandler? Is it Airheads? Is that what I'm thinking of? Oh, yeah, yeah. Airheads. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Edge has that great collection of, like, band shirts. You know, he's got the yeah, Temple right. of Dog one. I'm sure it's Pearl Jam yeah, one. He had stuff. a Queens of the Stone Age yeah. one. Yeah. So, Caius, yeah. so uh, you bring back the Edge heads. Oh, good. But instead of uh, uh, of whatever they did with uh, with uh, Brian the Myers, Major Brothers, yeah, yeah they're they they start their own uh, uh, essentially grunge cover band. It's oh, like that's you got great. Edge, you got Damian yeah. Priest. That sounds legit. That's what I you, put Ch- you put. You put Champ. Yeah, in there, put Champ right? in there too. Rhea Ripley. Maybe Rhea. There's your yeah. band. Wow. That's shockingly a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> With no what I thought you were going to drown. No, you had no. Uh, you had no time to think of that. That was no, really good. That was that was just inspiration of at the moment. That's very good. I like that. Airheads. Yeah. My favorite part. I never saw that movie. I've just seen the clip where they're at the radio station, and Harry Shear is the is yeah, the yeah, DJ, yeah. and he's not paying attention to a word of what they're saying. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh, White Brownie has Cody Rhodes made Raw more watchable and AEW more enjoyable. Potentially yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, he has. His presence there is interesting. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of cool. It's like, holy shit, this crowd is really into what's going on. The crowd is more alive in, on Raw than it has been in a long time. Yeah. yeah. Since before pandemic. Uh, this is a good question from Luis Areza. What other WWE songs should AEW buy if they had the option? He says Samoa Joe. I think Joe is great. That's that's a good song. I'd love that song. Alistair Black's. Look, man, I got no problem with the House of Black song, but his song was awesome. It was. In WWE. It really it was. was. It was fantastic. It really was. It really was. I'm trying to think if there's any other themes that come to mind. No, I think that's it. Like Keith Lee's is fine. I think Keith Lee's is one of the better original AEW theme songs, although the lyrics are kind of weird. Out of the frying pan and into the fire. That means from one bad situation to another bad situation. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Nick Kyle says, who else in WWE is being royally misused and should they leave the company? Looking forward to Kushida back in New Japan. So who else can we look on? be on the lookout for guys? It's like, okay, it's a new day out there. I mean, Finn, I don't know about Finn. Finn might be like, hey, I'm still in WWE. I was just United States champion. I'm pretty happy here. I could see him staying or I could see him going. I, I, yeah. But he's 40 years old. I could see him staying. I don't know. Yeah, what I mean, do you if, think? If, if he's getting paid uh, pretty handsomely and, and he's involved enough that he's reasonably content creatively, I could see why he would stay. I mean, yeah. for me, it, it 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 would seemingly depend on how happy he is with his involvement with the show. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And if and and what and and again, like we always say, his priorities. Exactly. If it's like, hey, they're they always use me, regardless. Like he's never not on TV. It's just he hasn't been doing anything compelling since NXT. But if he's like, hey, I'm always on TV. I'm getting paid hella money. Maybe he uses his leverage to get more days off. 
I don't know. Why wouldn't he stay unless he really wanted to be like at the tippy top of an AEW or something mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. go to New Japan? Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, Dan Daniels asked, does Cody get mostly cheers or mostly boos when WWE hits Chicago for Hell in a Cell in June? I think he'll still uh, get cheered. I think he'll get cheered. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think he's still, he'll still get cheered. Um, I mean, I saw I saw one hook shirt last night. Otherwise, a lot of I mean, everybody's wearing those WWE shirts out there, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a different crowd. Uh, Maggie, here's a Molly familiar with Finn as far as main roster goes. So excluding that, what's the most must watch Finn stuff that I should go check out? Uh, watch pretty much most of his second run in NXT. I would suggest mm-hmm. if you haven't seen that, because that's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Um, in New Japan, uh, kind of like the formation of the Bullet Club. Go watch, yeah. G- just look up Prince Devitt promos, and I mean, yeah, you can like you can look at his his match against Okada was obviously a, a pretty classic match. But if you just look up Prince Devitt promos, you'll see what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like this, did was there was that one where he was just. I mean, it's just. Prince Devitt, it's just him in a fucking restaurant with the Good Brothers, and he's they're chopping people mm-hmm. that want to be chopped, mm-hmm. and it's hilarious. But there's like promo stuff when he's like in the locker room, you know, joking about being able to dodge the Rainmaker, and it's like, man, he really came off as like a loose cannon. He was yeah. kind of like their yeah. version of like a Brian Pillman. Yeah, it was rad. It was really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, there was some cool stuff. He, I believe, he did at some of the press conferences too. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, uh, Matthew Mikofsky says, uh, yesterday on the news show, you said there might be a bonus show during doing a dream AEW new Japan card. Is that going to happen? That's going to happen in about an hour and a half or two hours. You want to do three 30 or three yeah, thirty is fine. Whatever. What works, 330, best, for works best for you? Three 30 is great. Three 30 P yeah. Pacific six 30 Eastern live. And then you could always watch the VOD afterwards mm-hmm. or listen to it. If you were listening to us in the audio realm, Uh, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.